0: Welcome back to the Motivated Missionary Podcast. Unhappiness in America has reached some historic levels, and we're going to talk about it as more people are saying they're unhappy than at any other time within the last 50 years. So, what's changed? Well, our false sense of certainty has been smashed. And the funny thing is that we didn't even have certainty beforehand. What is really different is that our perception has changed. And, and that's what it is. We no longer can rely on the bars as much as we used to. We can't rely on going to the movies or going out. And we are kind of left to deal with the habits that we have and who we really are. And the things that are causing unhappiness recently, especially with the coronavirus going on, are pornography. Pornography. Drugs, weed, alcohol, junk food, Netflix binging. And here's the secret. In order to be happy, you have to change your brain. And in order to change your mind, you have to change your brain. And we know we can do that by changing our habits. So that's what I'll be sharing with you today. These are the seven habits of happiness given to us by Dr. Daniel Amen, who is one of my favorite neuroscientists, and he shares what we can do to find more happiness in our lives and why it works. So let's start with habit one. Notice what you like more than what you don't like. I'll say it again. Notice what you like more than what you don't like. And this takes training. And one of the first steps that that he gives is turn off the news. Take out the negative energy. The news is no longer a source of information. Rather, it's a place for them to catch our attention so that we can kind of be molded into what they want us to be. And I'm not going to get too political in this, but it's not negative. You're never seeing positive news stories, and they're not trying to make us feel good or or give us direction in life. Instead, they're trying to bump the ratings. That's what they want. And... You know, I love this, this quote. It's from Jim Gaffigan, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he is a world-famous comedian. He's hilarious, but he does this one skit, and he's talking about McDonald's and how people are in denial about going to McDonald's, and he says this. I'm tired of people saying that they're better than McDonald's. You may have never set foot in McDonald's, but you have your own McDonald's. Maybe instead of buying a Big Mac, you read Us Weekly. Hey, that's still McDonald's. It's just served up a little different. Maybe your McDonald's is telling yourself that Starbucks Frappuccino is not a milkshake. Or maybe you watch Glee. It's all McDonald's, McDonald's of the soul. Momentary pleasure followed by incredible guilt eventually leading to cancer. It's kind of a sad way to end that, but it's so true. And I love another point that he brings up, not Jim Gaffigan, Daniel, amen. Um, He talks about prioritizing. Prioritizing where you bring your focus. And that that will be what is feeding your brain and emotions. And it will be what creates your perspective, which is huge. And I'll quickly share the story that he shares in, in the video that I watched. But he talks about how his wife is notorious for leaving wrappers around the house. And it just drives him crazy. He hates seeing the wrappers around the house. And he always thinks to himself, why does she not just throw the wrapper away? And he said one day it clicked for me, he changed it. And he said, well, if the rapper wasn't there, then that would probably mean that my wife was no longer there. And that would make me severely unhappy. So now whenever he sees the rapper, he thinks of his wife and thinks about how grateful he is to have his wife. So I thought that was a really cool perspective change that he did. And then also just complementary relationships improve your mood. Being a complimentary person, looking for the good, finding those things that make you happy and pointing them out and doing it intentionally. And I'll touch on that just in another second. Habit number two, disinfect your thinking. This is a pretty short one, but he talks about killing the ants, as he calls it, or the automatic negative thoughts. And the simple solution that he gets for doing this is write down what you're thinking. The negative thoughts are coming to your head write those thoughts down and then ask yourself is that true is that statement true and he says that most of the time it's not true and I've done this myself and I've actually found that to be true as well a lot of times it's just this the story that we keep telling ourselves and where it came from I'm not entirely sure but I know that it's not true and so I found that to be incredibly helpful write down what you're thinking and ask yourself if it's true if not then, then you move on and you know that it's no longer true. And if it is true, then evaluate. What can you do? What can you do to change? What habits can you change in life to make sure that, that that is no longer true? Habit three, get connected to happy people. Ask yourself the question, are the people around me bringing me down or are they bringing me up? And this one can be tough for missionaries because most of the time you cannot just get rid of your companion A lot of times we're given the companions that we're given for a very specific reason. A lot of the times we don't know why that is. But when it comes to being around happy people, hopefully your your companion is a happy person. I know that my companions are always typically pretty happy people. And I'm always a negative Nancy, just naturally. And, you know, in fact, today I even did a companionship inventory with my companion. I guess he had one with me. And it was really helpful. So that that is what I would suggest in this case. He suggests maybe just getting rid of the people in your life that are negative. And like I said, you can't really do that with your companions. So when it comes to companionships and you're a missionary, write down what you want to see in your companionship or what makes you happy or what would allow your relationship to grow or what you think that you both can improve on. And have a serious companionship inventory about those things. I know that sounds a little bit cliché and a little bit preach my gospely, but it works and it's effective and having those hard conversations are so 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 much more powerful than just brushing things off and just letting things stay as they are because we just know that that's not where growth comes from. Habit number 4: Know your purpose. This is the keystone of happiness as Again, Dr. Daniel Amen says, and he goes further into it by describing that when we know our purpose, we begin to understand that the value that we add to the lives of other people brings us more joy than the service that you offer to those on the receiving end. And that's what knowing your purpose is. It's just, it's knowing what you're contributing to society. What are you contributing to yourself that you are in turn contributing to the lives of other people? How are you helping other people? And as missionaries, we have a missionary purpose. It's to invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel. Everyone knows that. I guess every missionary knows that, not everyone. But a lot of days, you know, sometimes, although that may be our purpose, we have to find our own specific purpose. And I'm actually going to be talking about that next week, and I'll I'll say that again later on. But reflect on your purpose as a missionary, but then intentionally find your purpose for yourself and your why will change as you go throughout the mission as you go throughout your life your why will always change and that's a good thing if our why is changing but we need to have that why in order to give us drive habit number five protect your brain's pleasure center now he goes a little bit deeper into this one and he talks about the nucleus accumbens now that is the part of your brain where your your dopamine is created and the dopamine is the chemical created that makes us happy but he's saying that a lot of people are not protecting their brain's pleasure center meaning that your brain can only create so much dopamine at one time before it just kind of runs out and people are dumping that dopamine and they're doing it multiple different ways it's pornography it's it's drugs it's alcohol It's the junk food we're eating, the fatty food, the fast food, the sugary food, all these things are dumping that dopamine and make us feel really good for just, you know, a few hours, if that. And after that, we don't have any more in us. And the problem is, is that a lot of people right now, especially during the coronavirus pandemic, is that they're kind of just dumping their sources day after day and I forgot to add another one it's also just your screen time when you're looking at your screen over and over and over again I mean Facebook and and other platforms of social media are designed to have you want to go back and every time you look at it you are kind of giving your brain a little bit of that instant gratification by by scrolling or tapping or liking or posting and that is just as damaging as You know drinking or smoking or doing any of those other things because you're just feeding yourself and so he talks about a few ways that we can replenish those dopamine centers and he talks about learning to drip instead of dumping dopamine so instead of constantly stimulating ourselves with devices go outside this is another cliche and it's kind of a given but exercise exercise will help replenish those dopamine stores eating things that are high in magnesium, getting sunshine, laughing, meditation. These are all things that we can do to replenish our brain's pleasure centers. Get away from your screen. Don't watch Netflix all day. If you're drinking alcohol, I I would suggest you just cut out the alcohol and drugs if you're listening to this and you're not a missionary. If you're doing those things as a missionary, you probably should probably talk to your mission president. Habit six, get your brain right. This is a big one for me, and I'm very passionate about this one. Now, I want to make the distinction there is brain health and then there's mental health. And your mental health is, of course, your mind and your emotions and your mental thought patterns. But it's really hard to change those if your brain is not healthy. And your brain being the the three pounds of mush within your skull. And so a lot of people ask, you know, okay, so what is a healthy brain? To give you an idea, 20 to 30% of the calories that we eat are consumed by our brain alone, which only takes up 2% of the weight of our bodies. So if you want to think about that, if you're eating nothing but fast and processed food, and then you dump yourself full of caffeine every day, and then you go and you smoke a little bit of weed, or maybe you smoke a cigarette you just have nicotine in your body, another addictive substance. And then you drink alcohol. That is not going to be giving your brain what it needs in order to function properly. And I'm not going to go into the foods that are going to really help you. I'll put a diagram actually in the comment section below of brain healthy foods. Something that I really focus on. But that's the biggest thing. Get your brain healthy. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure that you have good blood flow do your stretches, do meditation. And make sure like I said, get your get your brain right. Habit number seven, which should really be habit number one. But he his habit number seven he shared was a supplement that he was selling. And I'm not saying his supplement is bad. But you're not gonna be able to get it if you're a missionary anyways. So I decided to change habit number seven, which should be habit number one, and it is develop a relationship with your Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. That's the biggest thing in order to find happiness. Um, At the end of the day, the only way that we receive the fullness of joy in this life is by righteous living. The Savior tells us, in this world, your joy is not full, but in me, your joy is full. When we turn to Jesus Christ, When we know that only through him and by him can we receive the the fullness of joy and happiness. And when we are living our lives governed by the principles of the gospel, that is where we find the joy. Now, what do I want you to do with this information? Well, apply it. It's a lot easier to work on our brains when we understand how they work. And our potential to learn exponentially increases as we ask in prayer for the knowledge to know what we can do to help ourselves and then in turn help those who don't know where to turn to because I know how difficult it is to put our all into this work when we ourselves are not healthy. Again like I mentioned before I'll be talking next week about how we can find our specific purpose in the missionary work that we do and how we can best apply it to what we do on the mission and back home. So until then, make it a great week. Thank you for listening. Help those who need you. And as always, stay motivated.